Well, welcome in to another edition of the Detroit Sports Betters podcast. Mike Sullivan here. Great to have you guys joining us. And, you know, last week was really the first, the kickoff, right? The tee-off, the first episode of the Detroit Sports Betters podcast powered by our great friends at DraftKings. And I encourage everyone to check out the DraftKings app and the the DraftKings Sportsbook app, and of course the uh, you know the Daily Fantasy app as well. They really do some great stuff on there, and and tons of great pools. And we'll get into more later. But just to kind of initially kick this off, um, last week Kyle and I spent some time talking about really, really just table setting what this podcast is going to be about, right? And and how excited we are just to be able to capture some of the sports betting passion here in Detroit. And talk to you guys about it on a weekly basis. So myself, Kyle, and uh, certainly Matt Koalas, who's the founder, the administrator, the the admin of Detroit Sports Betters on Facebook, which has just been growing like crazy. Same with Twitter. The Twitter's really been been growing nicely as well. But our goal with this entire thing, with with all of DSB, has really been just to create a space for you know people locally to talk about sports betting. And that is is literally how it all started. And thank you know thanks again to DraftKings for hopping in and wanting to get involved on this and allowing us to really dive into this on a, on a whole new level with this podcast and with other opportunities. But um, as you see on there, Matt is doing videos every single week. He's writing articles. Kyle, myself, and Matt are doing this podcast every single week. And I know Matt has some great stats that he's going to get into later in this episode. Uh, we were talking about earlier, and, and you know what? That's a guy who is just prepared. Matt really spends a ton of time diving into stats and numbers and research, and I think it's a great opportunity just for you at home to to really sit there and, and enjoy a, a podcast that's filled with great discussion, but also with a lot of numbers that's going to help you as a sports better, that's going to help you, you know, really look into different things that you might not have time to do or that you might not be able to, uh, you, you know, just devote a lot of time to dive into. That's where Matt comes in and he does a great job with a lot of his picks and numbers and just a, a really, really good at that stuff. But anyway, um, again, just a big thank you to, to not only DraftKings, but to this entire audience for being on board. And we encourage you to like, comment, share, subscribe, leave a review. We've had some, honestly, through week one, some incredible uh, five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts, which is just extremely appreciated. So, Thank you for that, and and we look forward to continuing to grow this podcast and and having you uh, you know interact with us on all of the DSB channels: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, of course, this podcast. And there's just so much great content we look forward to continuing to bring to you. So, with that being said, I want to just kind of start out this show today with really just an opinion that I have uh, as it relates to sports betting. And as it relates to Detroit as well, which is just perfect, obviously, a perfect marriage for this Detroit Sports Betters podcast. But I want to take some time today to talk about everyone's favorite, least favorite team, whatever that might be, and that would be our Detroit Lions. That's right. Um, and I know that that certainly the NBA playoffs are going on right now and, and the Tigers and uh, with MLB, and there's a lot to talk about right now with those subjects, but to be honest with you guys, football is right around the corner. It is right around the corner in terms of training camp starting up, the the, the actual season starting up. So I wanted to take some time and talk about the Lions because they've received a lot of publicity lately, not only from the DraftKings Sportsbook odds that don't have them winning a, a single game next year. They're not favored in a single game, according to DraftKings Sportsbook. You know what? I love DraftKings, but I don't love that, guys. Come on. Let's give them some more credit. But... Um, 
just wanted to take a moment and, and give my outlook on the Lions as we're heading into next season. And I'll be honest with, with you guys, I don't understand the the hate and just the skepticism and the pessimism for the Lions right now. And I know that might sound crazy to people because, you know, oh, I don't expect the Lions to be good and this and that. And here's what I mean by that. I am not sitting here telling you that I think the Lions are going to win the Super Bowl. I'm not sitting here telling you I think the Lions are even going to make the playoffs. But what I am sitting here and telling you is that I don't for one second, one second, believe that the Lions are going to go 0-16 like everyone seems to be predicting. I look at the DraftKings odds. The Lions are, are projected to lose every single game this year in terms of the point spread. Every single game. And by the way, let me just correct myself because I'm sorry, I'm so used to 0-16. It's really 0-17, which makes it worse that they're predicting the Lions to go with a new schedule. NFL teams playing 17 games now, which is still weird to say. I think it's a good thing, I guess, but I don't know if, I, if we needed a 17th game, but that's not the, the point here. It's 0-17 and not 0-16. I'm going to struggle with that because I'm just so used to 0-16, but whatever. My point is, I look at these odds, and the Lions are favored to lose every single game. And you know what? This is I'm not saying it's an easy schedule, but this is also just so typical of what happens every single preseason here in Detroit. Reading another article the other day, Lions are su- supposed to have the, the 32nd ranked offense in the NFL. They're going to have the best offensive line they've had in years. Now, and what this sounds like right now, I know what's going to happen. Oh, Sully, you're being a homer. Come on, the Lions stink. They're not going to be good. And guys, I am not saying that I think they're going to be great. I'm not. But I do not think they're going to lose every single game this season. I don't think that's going to happen. And again, this is so typical. Every single year, it seems to come out preseason that the Lions suck, that they're not going to win, that they're going to be terrible again. And I just find it to be very lazy. I find it to be very lazy because, you know, what's happened so much over the years is that the Lions historically are not good. So every single preseason, the easy thing to do is to project the Lions to be terrible because guess what? Unfortunately, you're usually right. Unfortunately, from a historic perspective, the Lions are are not good. But it seems like every single preseason, these big takes and opinions and and, even odds come out that the Lions are just going to be terrible. And I can't see them losing every single game this season, guys. They they at least got to win a few, and, and I think that, you know, Jared Goff even is is now, you know, dropping, you know, 20 slots in the quarterback rankings. It's like the Lions are projected to be so bad, and and I just don't buy that they're going to be this awful. I think Dan Campbell's going to do a good job. I think he cares. I think he he clearly, uh, you know, wants to turn this thing around, and I I think they're going to be okay for years to come. I don't think they're going to be great this season, not at all. Okay, so again, I feel like it's the fifth time I've said it. Let's get that out of the way, but 0-17, I mean, guys, come on. So week one, let me just break it down for people who might not have had a chance to to see this so far. Week one against the 49ers, minus seven, San Francisco is. Week two, Green Bay is minus seven and a half against the Lions. Week three, Baltimore minus seven and a half. Week four, Bears minus five and a half. Week five, Vikings minus eight and a half. Week six, Bengals minus one. Wow, that's really close. 
Uh, week seven with the Rams. L.A. Rams. Uh, how about that with uh, you know a little Matthew Stafford reuniting? Rams are going to be minus twelve to beat the Lions, which is a massive spread in the NFL. Week eight, Eagles minus one against Detroit. Week ten, Steelers minus seven and a half. Browns in week eleven minus ten. Browns. Think about that. Browns are a set a ten point favorite against the Lions. I mean, just from a historic perspective, that's funny to even say. Bears minus three in week 12, then week 13, Vikings minus four. Week 14, Broncos minus seven and a half. Week 15, Cardinals, the Lions play every single year, seemingly minus six and a half. Then you go to 16, Falcons minus seven and a half. Week 17, Seahawks minus nine and a half. And then week 18, which is still weird to say, Packers minus three and a half. Uh, That'll be fascinating to see what happens with Aaron Rodgers and and if he's going to be back as well. I know DraftKings has some odds on that, but my point here, guys, is I do not think the Lions are going to be 0-17, and I would be curious to know your perspective on Detroit sports bettors and if you really think that they're going to be this bad. Heck, maybe most people do. Maybe most people don't think it's far-fetched for the Lions to be 0-17, but look, I I just think there's a big difference between being 0-17 right? And even being, you know, five and and 12, I guess it would be now. I think that's a big difference. So I would almost just pump the brakes on all of the hate. And look, there, there's, there's a lot, there's a reason why these lines are set where they are. You know, DraftKings Sportsbook does a great job with that. But it's like, if I'm betting this, you know, I'm betting on the Lions to certainly not be, be 0-17. I think they'll win a few. I mean, am I crazy? Are you, are you guys... I really wonder if you guys out there are, I mean, heck, tweet me, you know, get at me on, on social media, email me, whatever it is, and, and tell me if you think I'm crazy because I just can't see it. And, and I'd be curious to know where Lions fans overall are because I think, again, it's very easy to be pessimistic. It's very easy to say the Lions will suck, and that's what happens every year, especially not to mention there's a new coach, there's a new quarterback, it's, you know... It's fair for someone to say that they don't think it's going to be smooth sailing. It's fair to say, hey, I don't think the Lions will be great this year. But to take it to that extreme of not winning a single game, it's it's crazy if you ask me. And then you mix in, you know, oh, they're 32nd ranked offense, which I don't think Jared Goff is terrible. I think it's an experiment for the next couple years. But the Lions, if there's one thing they're going to do well, I think that they're really going to get the, the trenches built up. I think the offensive line is going to be better than it has been. I think they're going to be, you know, pretty solid from from an offensive line standpoint the next few years. So just wanted to offer you that opinion and and just kind of check and see where people are at with that because it is, uh, you know, I guess I would say I'm surprised, but I really shouldn't be surprised because we see this so often with these Lions, uh, you know, predictions, guys. So... Definitely keep an eye on that. In, in DraftKings, it's it's fascinating just to, to look at all of the games and the odds and whatnot. So I encourage you to do that. And I encourage everyone to download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DSB when you sign up. They have a ton of great promotions, including the Hammer of the Over, uh, which they do often for every, you know, 1,500 people that bet the over in the featured game of the Hammer of the Over. The line's going to decrease by one point. So it's a great chance for you to improve the odds. They uh, you know, DraftKings allows you to improve the odds of the overhitting. So make sure you tell your friends and family to join 
DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code DSB and make sure that you check. Guys, it goes a long way for us in, in DraftKings you know, partnership to, to just download it and use code DSB. You're going to get a lot of great access to sign-up bonuses. You're going to get a lot of you know, exclusive offers with DraftKings Sportsbook by using that promo code DSB. And if you or someone you know, of course, does have a gambling problem and wants help, please call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline. That's 800-270-7117. You must be 21 or over to gamble. Michigan only. Eligibility restrictions apply. And it's a max $25 wager, by the way, for the hammer of the over. One per customer. Offer ends soon. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full terms and conditions. And as always, appreciate you guys tuning in, downloading DraftKings Sportsbook app. Appreciate you, of course, leaving a review for this podcast, which we hope you continue to do. And we hope you continue to subscribe and tune in every single week. So thank you for tuning in. And with that, I'm going to throw it to my friend Matt Koalas, who started this entire thing with Detroit Sports Betters, so he can dive into some numbers in relation to, I believe, Julio Jones. And also, he's going to be talking some NBA playoff numbers as well. So uh, thank you again. And Matt, please do the honors and take it away. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Matt Koalas, co-founder and admin of Detroit Sports Betters with Mike Sullivan and Kyle Bogenschutz. Today's episode of the Detroit Sports Betters podcast is brought to you by DraftKings. And man, what a night for the NBA and what a night for Luka Doncic. Coming in with 39 points, 7 rebounds, and 7 assists proving that he is the best player on that court. And yes, that means you, Kawhi. And obviously, that means you too, Paul George. Luca will dominate you any day of the week. Okay, this is a 22-year-old, just a phenom now. I love what he's doing. I love his attitude out there. I had the Clippers minus six, sadly, but I don't even care. I love watching that type of NBA and that type of NBA basketball. Did you see him talking shit out there? If you haven't been watching, you better start paying attention to Luka Doncic. They just swept the Clippers in L.A. And all of it is brought to you by a 22-year-old. This dude is poised to take over the league. And, man, people better start taking recognition. You know, he is absolutely taking over games. He is absolutely putting the team on his back. And he loves it. I got Dallas taking this series now going forward. It's going to be too – this is just too tough. This is going to be too tough for the Clippers. Dallas does have a lot of weapons. They're extremely good defensively. You guys have heard me talk about this before. You've heard me talk about it in the articles. You've heard me talk about it on YouTube. This is a slept-on team and shame on the Los Angeles Clippers for tanking to get them. They would have been better off taking the Lakers straight up. They would have a way better chance with the Lakers right now than going against Luka. He's absolutely going crazy. And man, I can't wait for Friday now. I cannot wait to watch Game 3. So right now we're going to be looking over the Thursday NBA slate. There's going to be three games on that slate, and I'm going to have picks for every single one. And then we're also going to get into the Julio Jones trade. 
if there's going to be a trade, I should say. And then I also want to bring in the Aaron Rodgers stuff a little bit because on DraftKings, as we know, you can get odds for that stuff and you can make future bets. So kind of going off whatever you think, get out your crystal ball. What are you seeing? You know, you can make a bet on that. So we're going to talk about that today as well. Uh, starting off with tomorrow, we got the Milwaukee Bucks at Miami going against the Miami Heat. That spread is currently at minus 1.5, and the over-under for that is 226.5. For me, I am going to be going with the Milwaukee Bucks at minus 1.5, and that is minus 112 on DK currently. I am doing this because I understand they're going to Miami. I understand Miami is a tough crowd, tough place to play. They're a good defensive team, etc., etc. But this is a different Miami team than last year. I think the bubble helped them tremendously. Last year, Tyler Harrow as a rookie averaged 16.5 points per game in the bubble. Now he's averaging 7 points per game. And they need that. They need his points, and they don't have it. He's at. I think the past two games he hasn't gotten more than 20 minutes, too. He's just not playing great basketball. I love Tyler Harrow. They call him the bucket for a reason, but he ain't getting buckets right now, and that's straight up. You know who else ain't getting buckets? Jimmy Buckets. Jimmy Butler. All right, He's averaging 13.5 points per game in the bubble. Jimmy's never had a shot. Okay, if he's making threes, that's a rarity. He's very similar to DeMar DeRozan, how he likes to slash, he likes his mid-range game, he likes to dish it out to his teammates. So again, if his teammates aren't making it, if he's dishing it out and his teammates aren't making it, it's going to make things extremely tough for Jimmy Butler. So, because of that, I do, I, again, I have the Bucks minus 1.5, and then I also have the under 226.5. That is sitting at minus 110 on DraftKings as well. The reason that I have the under for that is because, one, they're in Miami. I think Milwaukee could come out a little slower. And then again, Miami, as a team, they don't score a ton of points. Milwaukee, yes, they don't have the best defense in the league, but they do do a good job most of the time at controlling the middle. So if you're not making shots, it's going to be it's going to be tough to beat Milwaukee. So again, because of that, I'm going to be going with the Bucks minus 1.5 here. I'm going to be putting my faith in Giannis, who is the best player on the court, and I will also be going with the under 226.5, and that is again minus 110 on DK. The, the Miami Heat, just they're just not playing good basketball right now, and it's tough to just turn it on like that. I understand they're playing at home, but I still don't think it's going to be enough. Then, we are switching gears, and we are going to the Phoenix Suns, who are now going to Los Angeles to play the Lakers. That currently is sitting at minus 7, and that is minus 110 on DK. And then the over-under... For that game, what is the over-under for that game? Let me see, let me see. The over-under for that game is 210.5, and that's minus 110 on each side. Again, with, with these two teams, I don't like going over-under personally. Um, both of them are good defensively. They don't run a fast pace of basketball. I would go the under. I don't think that's going to be a bet that I'm going to be making. I actually like the Lakers minus 7 a little better. And I know it seems like a big, it seems like a big scary number, but sometimes you got to take those big scary numbers because this is a young Phoenix team. They're going to LA. They're going to be experiencing playoffs on the road for the first time. 
Um, a lot of these players are very young. They're not battle tested like LeBron. I guess like like AD. I guess if you include the bubble. But Anthony Davis had a great game uh, yesterday. He had 34 points, 10 rebounds, and 7 assists. He was creeping in triple-double zone. Um, well, LeBron, on the other hand, he didn't play bad. He had 23 points, 9 assists, and 4 rebounds. So it was kind of uncharacteristic of LeBron. And I'm starting to wonder if he is going to be hitting that 30-point threshold very often anymore within the playoffs or something like that. I, th I think the 40-point triple-doubles might be behind us. And I think he might be leaning towards Anthony Davis a lot more. When he brought Anthony Davis to L.A., that is exactly what I thought. I, I thought he was going to be leaning on Anthony Davis far more. I've said this for a long time. The Lakers go as far as Anthony Davis takes them. I've also said that they go as far as Kyle Kuzma takes them. That, that's more of a joke. But I'm dead ass serious about the Anthony Davis thing. Anthony, This team goes as far as Anthony Davis takes them. He's too good defensively. He is too good offensively. He's just one of the more well-rounded players that this league has. And you, you definitely saw it last game. You definitely saw it. Like right in the first quarter, Devin Booker pulled up for a mid-range jumper. Anthony Davis got a couple fingertips on it. You know, and that gets in your head immediately. That scares Devin Booker. You know, he's like, man, my mid-range game might be it might be a little tougher if Anthony Davis is coming out. So, again, that's why I'm going to be going with the Lakers. I think Anthony Davis is really starting to get it going. They don't really have a good four. Like, if it's Jamison Crowder against Anthony Davis, he should eat all day as long as they keep Marc Gasol in or someone to run that five and take up DeAndre Ayton. And honestly, the Anthony Davis-DeAndre Ayton matchup isn't that bad either. So, But the primary matchup will most likely be um, Jamison Crowder or Dario Saric, which he should dominate both matchups. He is the mismatch in this series, and they need to feed him going forward. So again, my faith is in Anthony Davis, and I will be taking the Lakers minus seven. Uh, as for the over-under, again, that was 210.5. With the Lakers, I generally go under, but it, it, it this one's a lot tougher. The, with the Lakers and Phoenix, that over-under is just far far more difficult than, say, the, the Blazers and Nuggets or something like that. I, I like projecting those ones more so than I do, like, the Lakers or Phoenix Suns. So, going into the third game of the night, the nightcap, and a lot of these games have been very exciting so far. And the Denver Nuggets now are going to Portland to face the Portland Trailblazers. That spread currently is minus four, lying with Portland. And then that one is a 227.5 over under. Uh, that is coming in at the over minus 109, and the under is minus 112. The play that I currently like best is the Blazers minus four. That Again, that is minus 112 on DK. And I like that just because their firepower more than anything. Um, Damian Lillard has really started catching his groove. He is starting to take over basketball games. He's, I mean, he's still getting his assists, too. C.J. McCollum is someone who is very capable of going off, although he has been somewhat quiet as of late. Norman Powell, too, is a very, he's been a very low-key third option, but I think coming back to Portland, I think that'll help them get going a little bit more. And to add to, Jokic has just been playing absolutely lights out. The man's been playing great basketball. He's more than likely going to be the voted MVP. I personally think it's Chef, but I'm a little biased. I do love the Chef. 
Um, but yeah, Jokic is playing some amazing basketball, and it's not like Portland doesn't have big bodies. They have big bodies to contain him. So sooner or later, I think we're going to have a down game for Jokic. And by down game, I mean like 25 points or something like that. Because, again, they do have Nurkic. They do have Cantor. Neither of them are primarily known for defense. But, again, it's a big body. They can get their hands up and they can make things a little more difficult for Jokic. And I think that's going to happen. I think this is going to be the first game that this happens. They're on the road for the first time in the playoffs. And without Jamal Murray, someone who can just go get you a bucket right away or when your team desperately needs one, and all the pressure is not on Jokic or Michael Porter Jr. Don't think I forgot Michael Porter Jr. He's one of my favorite players, and I really would have liked to see the Pistons draft him back in, I don't even remember what year that was. But I love those high upside guys that people just pass on, you know. He, he had an injury. He had to sit out a year. Um, but Denver made... They did the right thing. Look at look at the dude now. He can just go off. But, again, I'm still going to be with the Blazers here. I like the Blazers at minus four. And, personally, I do like the over here, the 227.5 over. The Blazers are one of the teams that give up the most points in the league. So, I do think Denver will be able to score the basketball. But, I do think the Blazers are going to be too pumped up. They're, I guess, if you want to call them a big three, uh, with Lillard, McCollum, and Powell. I believe all of them will go off. I, I honestly think those three will combine for 65, 70 points this game. And then you still got Carmelo coming off the bench. You still got Anferne Simons. You still got Ennis Cantor. You still got Nurkic. So all those guys are very capable of getting 10 points as well. So I do think this is going to be a higher scoring game. Um, and I think the Blazers cover that minus four spread as well. So for that one, I am going to be going with the Blazers so they can take a 2-1 lead in the series. So again, to recap those NBA DraftKings picks, it is the Bucks minus 1.5. I like the under in the Bucks in Miami at 226.5. I like the Lakers at minus seven. And I like the Blazers at minus four. Okay, so that is going to be my picks for the NBA Thursday slate. Um, I didn't really go over any player props or something like that. And I will have a YouTube video coming out tomorrow, which I will have these picks in as well. And I'll probably include some player props to go with it. Now, switching gears a little bit, I wanted to touch on Julio Jones, where if you didn't see it on, uh, on Undisputed with Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless, Shannon Sharp called Julio Jones in the middle of the show asking him if he was going to be in Atlanta or if he wanted to go somewhere like Dallas. And to me, if you go back and you listen to the interview, it's really interesting because it does not sound like Julio Jones knew he was being recorded and what he was saying. And the whole thing with Atlanta saying, I'm out of there, that wasn't like a public statement. I initially saw that on Twitter. I thought it was a public statement that he just came out and said. And no, 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 no. It definitely was not. He said that on Undisputed. And honestly, they could get in trouble for that. He needs to know he's being recorded. But, I mean, who knows? They could have talked about it before and been like, hey, this is how we're going to get this out. I don't know. I know Julio and Shannon are close. But either way, I think Atlanta is happy. I think Atlanta is happy because for one, they they picked Pitts with the fourth uh, with the fourth pick in this draft for a reason. They still have Calvin Ridley. Um, they still have uh, Hurst. 
who is another good number two tight end, something or whatever he you wherever you want to put him. And even after the draft, the Atlanta Falcons only have five hundred and eighty-eight thousand dollars in cap room, which Julio Jones' contract is carrying around fifteen million dollars. So they want to move Julio. They actually do a talent like Julio. They want to move. Yes, there is a there is some concern with Julio. There is injury concern. But I welcome you to go take a look at Randy Moss when he came over to the Raiders. I mean, dude, I still remember when he came over to the Raiders, people were sleeping on Randy. Kerry Collins was throwing him the football, all right? And I get it. Matt Ryan is better than Kerry Collins, but he still has those days where it's like you don't understand why Atlanta has 13 points at the end of the, at the end of the game. Or I know there's probably some people listening who had Matt Ryan as their fantasy quarterback, and they're just like, what the hell? So, yeah, he just doesn't get it done sometimes. I don't know how injured Julio was. Why play for a team that's doing terrible, that they had the fourth pick? You know, if you have a hamstring injury, a lot of us know that hamstrings are one of the most naggy injuries that you can have as an athlete. They come back. They sneak back up on you. So why play for why go play for Atlanta? Especially if you know that the next following year you want out. I think he's healthy as can be, if I'm being honest. And you're also you're out of your mind if you think NFL managers are not going to send scouts to where Julio is going to be training. You know, NFL athletes are always putting on Twitter, social media, whatever, where they're going to be training and with who. You think an NFL scout's not going to park their car across the street and just watch Julio run routes? They do. They do. So I guarantee there are some scouts out there who are taking a look. And currently, if you go take a look at those those uh, odds for where Julio Jones will land, the top team currently is the Pats with plus 200. To me, that doesn't really make sense. But again, it's not Julio's decision. I don't think Bill Belichick would be into that. That Again, it doesn't make sense to me. Cam Newton is not the best thrower of the football. They did just draft Mac Jones. But is that really what you want to do? I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. I, from what I've heard, the Atlanta Falcons are looking for a second-round pick for Julio Jones. But the reason for that second-round pick is because they want you to take the majority of that contract. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think any team will take the full contract. I think Atlanta might have to pay, say, $5 million, and then the other team will pay 10 and then they'll get that second-round pick. That's why it's a second-round pick, though, because, because of the money. So, again, I don't believe the Pats at plus 200 makes any sense, but you know what does make sense is the Tennessee Titans. They just lost Corey Davis, so they don't really exactly have a number two. A.J. Brown is just a physical specimen. You know, he, he's someone who gets separation off the line. He's a great deep ball runner. And then, again, Ryan Tannehill is a great deep ball thrower. Another thing that happened was Derrick Henry came out and tweeted advocating for Julio Jones. He didn't directly say it, but he kind of had a, a coded tweet that was, you know, rooting on uh, Tennessee to go grab Julio. So I do. I like the I like the Titans play at at plus four hundred there, um, and then there was some uh, 
some bet sites, too, had the Falcons keeping him at minus 150. So, again, that's one thing, too. You can go and you can look at these odds uh, elsewhere, too, and see where you think Julio may land. And that's, again, with DraftKings Sportsbook, they have it as Falcons as the minus 150 favorite. So, to me, but the Falcons really do need to get rid of that contract. They haven't been able to sign their rookies. So they do. They need to get rid of that contract. They still have Calvin Ridley. They have Pitts. They have Hurst. I mean, it's a great team. Like Either way, even if they're forced to do something and keep Julio, then you know they have a lot of firepower. They really do. So then coming in after that, they have the Chargers at plus 700. Yeah, it, it makes some sense. I could, I could see that one. But the team behind it, the Colts at plus 800, that makes a lot more that makes a lot more sense to me. Um, do you really want to go play with Carson Wentz? I don't know, but they do have a good defense. They have T.Y. Hilton. You know, they have a good run game. So I do. I think Julio Jones makes sense going to the Colts. I think that could. I think that could be a good pick. I think that's something that could work out for them as well. Um, and then lastly. The last one that I wanted to get into today was the Green Bay Packers. On DraftKings Sportsbook right now, the Green Bay Packers have a plus 1,000 odds to land Julio Jones. So if, if there's any part of you that feels like, hey, Aaron Rodgers is still coming back to Green Bay or there's a chance he can come back to Green Bay, what better peace offering for Aaron Rodgers than Julio Jones. You know, Aaron Rodgers has been complaining about his weapons. He's been complaining they don't go out and get him any uh, any weapons, which I, I I mean, no no one else has Devontae Adams. He's a pretty pretty good weapon, but I get it. I mean, I mean, I don't know if I get it, honestly. And then Aaron Jones, but whatever, whatever. Not for me to decide. I think this would be a good peace offering. Green Bay is coming in at plus 1,000 to land Julio Jones. So, again, if you're into, if you're interested in something like that, that could be a good play. But the last thing that I want to add is just yesterday, just yesterday, May 25th, DraftKings Sportsbook odds for Aaron Rodgers going to the Denver Broncos dropped to plus 140. I haven't seen any information come out, but that stuff doesn't just happen. And then around the draft, I know a lot of people don't really respect, I think it was Mark Schlereth, uh, they don't 100% respect his name, but he said the Broncos and Green Bay were close to coming to a deal. Now, nothing came out about that, and it never happened, obviously, but Aaron Rodgers is not at a, what a preseason minicamp. It's not, it's voluntary, you know, and Devontae Adams didn't show up and many of the other wide receivers did not show up. So, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting if he shows up to mandatory minicamp. So, yeah, I guess that's some, just some things to keep in mind. Um... Green Bay odds for landing Julio are plus 1,000. I don't know if that's on their radar or not. The teams that make 
by far the most sense to me. Number one, Tennessee. Number two, the Colts. Uh, I've also heard San Francisco, but San Francisco doesn't exactly make sense to me just because of the pure fact that they have Brandon Ayuk. Um, they have Debo Samuel. They still have uh, Kittle. So, and these are young receivers, like that you you can take advantage of their contract and you can allocate your funds elsewhere. You know what I mean? So you, to me, you keep those receivers and you get them their reps and you you allow them to improve. You don't bring in a Julio. That that's where I am with that one. So to me, once again, the two plays that I like the best are the Titans plus four hundred and the Colts plus eight hundred. And again, I don't have a crystal ball here. This is just going off of my knowledge, what I have uh, seen, evaluated, studied. So yes, that is what I like. And personally, I I don't know. I've I've heard everything about Green Bay that this marriage is beyond repair. I mean, he's in Hawaii. You know, he's. He's, he's not near Green Bay right now. So I don't know. That's going to be an interesting one to see. But that's about to wrap it up for the second annual Detroit Sports Betters podcast. Um, the picks for today, one last time, were the Bucks minus 1.5, the under in the Bucks miami game at 226.5, the Lakers minus 7, and the Blazers minus 4. Once again, shout out DraftKings Sportsbook for giving Detroit sports bettors the opportunity to get some sports knowledge out there and giving the group an opportunity at specific promotions and specific DFS contests. So look for those going forward. And I thank you for tuning in and listening. Please give us a like. Please give us a a subscribe. Reviews go such a long way in podcasts and videos. And all we're trying to do is grow this and give you guys the best info possible. So again, this is Matt Koalas from Detroit Sports Betters. Thank you again for listening and have a great week. Good luck in those bets too, guys. DSB to the moon.